Welcome back to the uh, Say It Again podcast. My name is Anthony Kane, and I just woke up. Literally, that's my bed right there. I woke up about 20 minutes ago because I need to record this podcast because I'm leaving on Wednesday. I'm going out of town, so I'm not going to have time to record it any other day, and I put it off. I should have done it over the weekend, but I didn't, and I'm garbage. So, hey, here we are. Uh, I mentioned in the last episode, or the episode before that, I'm going on a uh, school trip because I'm making a documentary that centers around my old high school. And uh, this trip's gonna be fun. It's, uh, it's called Tour. It's a five-day trip. They go um, all, over, all over the state. Well, north and the Bay Area this time, this year, I guess I should say. They go to a couple different high schools. They play. There's a lot of lessons about family and friendship, which sounds cheesy, and it is from an outsider's point of view, but if you've, if you've been in it, if you're in it, and you see how it works, and it's touched your life in a certain way, then it's, uh, it's less cheesy. I'm one of those sappy fucks, so of course, of course it touched my life. I'm just noticing that my hair is a mess, I apologize, um, but hey, you're not here to look at me, you're here to listen. <laughs> but yeah, so, <clears throat> so that'll be fun, I'm gonna be, <clears throat> oh my god, so that will be fun though. I'm going to be, we're gonna have four, a four man crew, we're gonna be filming everything that we possibly can, we're going to... Film uh, as much as we can, whoever we can, just get as much footy as possible. Uh, get that bitch on a hard drive, and then, fuck, then after that, yeah, then after that it's graduation, or after that it's the last concert, after that it's graduation, and then that's about it. Then we're done. Then I have to edit this thing. For those who don't know what I'm talking about, if you're just joining me on this first episode of the Say It Again podcast starring Anthony Kane. The, uh, the documentary I'm making is called A Note by Heart, and centers around my, my high school music teacher who touched a lot of lives, or he's retiring this year, and he's, he touched a lot of lives over his 35 years of teaching. And it's hard to explain why slash how, but with this documentary, hopefully it'll make sense to, uh, to an outsider's point, from an outsider's perspective. It'll show people, show people who weren't in it why it meant so much, I guess is my basic, the basic elevator pitch. And um, I'm almost done filming, and that's going to be really cool, because I plan on this being like a full a full feature-length movie, like at least, at the very most, two hours, at the very most. I mean, we have a lot of footage. I believe we're at 800, 900 gigabytes, which I know, probably too much footage, but I told everybody and I told myself when we started filming, hey, just get more more than less. Get more than less. I'd rather have too much footage than not enough. Because we had to follow these kids, um, well, I guess I could word that better. We had to follow the class in the program, and Mr. Weinberger himself, the teacher, uh, through the entire school year, and, uh, filming the main events. Like, you know, there's a Christmas concert, there's marching concerts, there's mar marching concerts, yep. March performances, and all kinds of events that only happen during the year, and with this being his last year, not gonna have a chance to film them next year. If we miss a shot of anything, we that's it. We're fucked. So that's why I've had the uh, the uh, philosophy of getting more footage than less, because at least then I can uh, just go back, cut as much out as I want, and then anything that doesn't make it into the final movie, throw it on the special features of the DVD. Because there is gonna be a DVD, 
I wish I could call this a cool announcement, but we don't have any, I don't have any <laughs> plans outside of, hey, I want there to be a DVD with a dick ton of special features. I think back to um, my hero, James Rolfe, haha. <laughs> Remember the first episode, guys? I do. He made uh, the Angry Video Game Nerd movie, AVGN movie. The AVGN movie, and uh, he stuffed that bitch with special features on the Blu-ray and the DVD. He crammed that bitch full, like to max capacity. If I remember correctly, there were even just little things like the audience reaction at the world premiere. Like it was like the, you could watch the movie and you could experience it like you were at the world premiere at the Egyptian theater. And that's just cool. That's just cool. Obviously going to be a commentary track. Uh, obviously. I'm not a solo podcast. I can't not talk. We'll do like, here's how it's going to go. It's going to be a solo commentary with just me. Commentary with me and the crew. Maybe a commentary with me and Weinberger. That'd be interesting. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see what I can do with these special features and everything. I'm really excited to be done. Not in like a negative way. I'm excited to see how it's going to turn out because I'm not going to lie. I haven't touched editing yet. And I feel like all this is just me talking about what an unprofessional filmmaker I am. But hey, we're out here. Um, I haven't touched the editing at all. Because I just, with a documentary it's difficult because for something like this you need to find the story, I guess. It, it's not like it needs a narrative, but you know, I want to kind of tell, it'd be cool if there was like some overarching plot points, but you know, you can't force those. <laughs> I've been such a, uh, what's the word, uh, uh, so, 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 sociopath. <clears throat> that was, man, that was a whole journey, sociopath about it because, um, Whenever I see a kid or a teacher or a parent or anybody, anybody crying because it's an emotionally charged uh, community up there. <clears throat> I don't know what's wrong with my voice right now. It's an emotionally charged community up there. And I, like I said, Mr. Weinberg has touched a lot of lives and I cannot wait to see where this goes. There's actually going to be a, um, well, the very last thing in the documentary, you know, spoiler alert, is going to be his retirement party. And right now, I believe there's 900 people RSVP'd. Which is a little bit, um, that's not, that's not a couple people <laughs> at this thing. <clears throat> they don't even know where it's going to be yet. They're trying to make it happen in the, in the football field. But, bruh, even then, even then, it's going to be a mess. So that's going to be fun. Uh, that's going to be the last thing we film. I believe that's in two weeks, two or three weeks, two and a half weeks, something like that. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I gotta, I gotta, I'm talking about this way more than I expected I would, but... I've really enjoyed making this documentary. We're not done yet, obviously, and I'll be giving you guys updates. Maybe I do a live stream for an hour while I'm editing. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. Uh, that'd be cool, actually. Talking to people while I edit, if no one's there. Because I'm going to have like an open-door policy at my place. Just like, hey, if you worked on the movie and you want to edit, please do. Please come through, because I am going to go insane. Um, okay, so... I just got a Snapchat, sorry. God damn it. Respond to that later. I've really enjoyed making this doc. It's been emotional. I've learned a lot about myself, learned a lot about the um, the music program itself, learned about a lot about uh, Weimar, learned a lot about some of the kids. And it's cool. I know that may sound creepy, and I don't mean it in a creepy way, but the kids are cool. I would consider some of them, like, uh, maybe friends? I don't know. I know that's weird as a 23-year-old, being friends with high schoolers, but hey. If people are cool, they're cool. And if that makes me weird, then hey, whatever. Um, so, 
that's Anthony's update on the film. I want to try and make other stuff over the uh, over the summer. That'd be really cool. Unfortunately, I don't have friends, so no one can help me. No one wants to help. So maybe I'll just try and make a make a movie by myself. That'd be interesting. Make an entire narrative film, entire narrative short, thirty minute film by myself. That'd be interesting. I wonder if I could do that. It'd have to be interesting. I always thought about. Well, not always. That's a lie. I was at a um, where was I? I was at a play. I was at a school play because one of the kids asked if I could go to the play at the high school. And I said, sure, because I don't have a girlfriend, life, or will to live. So I need something to do with my time. <coughs> so uh, I go, and I'm watching the stage. And incidentally, the um, the theater up at my old high school, that's definitely going to be where we premiere the movie. It's going to be fun. It's going to be free. And there's only like 100 seats. So buy your tickets now. No, I'm not promising anything yet. Uh, well, before I f finish up the documentary talk, I just want to point out, I do plan on having it done and ready to release by November. I don't know if it's going to take longer, take shorter. That's kind of just basically what I'm shooting for. So you'll be able to rent or buy it on iTunes maybe. That'd be cool. Be cool if I sold it to a, uh, be cool. Well, be cool if it turned out really good first. That'd be nice. I think it will be all right. But it'd be cool if it turned out good and then turned out good enough that maybe a studio, a studio, some, someone wanted to buy it and distribute it. Like even fucking Netflix or Amazon. That'd be cool if they just bought it, distributed it to like maybe 10, maybe 10 theaters. Fuck, I'd like that. And if not, then, you know, we'll have a premiere up at the high school, we'll have a premiere down in town, and then outside of that, it'll be a mostly digital release. Sell some special edition DVDs, and we'll see what the flip happens, dogs. So the play, I've actually thought about doing a, um, a one-man show recently. I don't know what it would be about, but... I don't know if it'd be anything outside of what you get with this podcast, but I don't know. It'd be interesting. It's just like one of the one of the creative things I'm working on right now. I'm thinking, hey, what if I did a one man show? I don't know what it'd be about. I don't know if it'd be funny or interesting to anybody. But hey, it's an idea I'm floating around. So <laughs> I went to a party um, a couple days ago on Saturday. Today is fuck. What is today? Tuesday. We leave tomorrow. Fuck. I have to upload this tonight. So <laughs> great. Uh, so I went to a party. I went to a party last Saturday. Yeah, last Saturday. And um, I wrote down some thoughts because it was interesting. Because I had a um, I had a weird mental breakdown <laughs> at a party, and it was um, man, it was it was weird. It was a lot. Uh, I don't. Here's the thing about the party. I didn't know anyone there. I knew one person. And then the other people that I knew there, I didn't know super well. Like, I couldn't just go up to them and say, What the fuck is up, pimps? I mean, I guess I could, but that day, I'd also just finished filming a wedding, and I was really tired. Because <clears throat> I do freelance work for friends of mine who own wedding photography and videography businesses. Fun fact. I'll get a guest on here someday, boys. But the, <laughs> the point is, is, um, went to this party. I was pretty tired. Uh, my friend is leaving. He's moving to the Virgin Islands. There's a motherfucker who's doing way better in life than I think I ever will, but that's beside the point. <clears throat> so I went. He's a cool guy. So I was like, you know what? I'll go. I'll say what up. I'll see... I don't know. I'll say what up. I'll see how the party is and maybe... I don't know. Maybe I'll talk to somebody. I didn't. So I went to that party and it was weird. I had an existential crisis and I wrote down my thoughts because I... I don't... I never thought of my, I never thought I had anxiety. I just never did. I don't know. Not like I was better than it or anything. Not that I was above it. Just like, 
Nah, boy, I'm just a, I'm just a depression. I'm just a sad boy. I'm not a, I'm not an anxious boy, just a sad boy. I'm just kind of awkward and can't talk to people. Might have been proven wrong this evening because I smoked a little bit of weed to uh, calm my nerves, and that was a mistake. So, I do this thing when I smoke, and it's called ideas, and I write down the thoughts and <laughs> the weird shit I think of when I, when I'm uh, inebriated. And I'd like to read them all off at some point on the podcast. That'll definitely be one with a guest, or two, or four. But until then, I thought I'd share my, my, my ideas that I had at this party while I was having an existential crisis. Might be interesting, might be funny. If not, you know, we'll get Karen Gill on the next episode, boys. Click great. Uh, so, like I said, didn't know anybody. It was a small house, too. And so I grabbed a beer, and I kind of stationed myself. Uh, close to the bong, and I was like, oh, well, maybe I treat myself this evening. It's free after all, so I go, I hit it, and it made all the feelings that I was having a billion times worse. So, probably not a good call. I blame the strain of weed, whatever it was, but, man, not a good call. So, uh, here's what I wrote down. <clears throat> here's the notes that I wrote down uh, during this party. Uh, I prefaced it by just saying, party where I didn't know anybody, so... I, I feel like I've given enough uh, pretext or pretense to all this. Um, for next, okay, so the first official thing I wrote was um, a joke that I had because I'm because I remember writing this down. I'm sitting there, and I'm like, how do I go start talking to people? And <clears throat> here's the thing: I want to talk to like people I don't know, more girls than guys because I don't know enough girls. I really don't. Again, 23, lonely, depressed, anxious, apparently. So, I'm trying to figure out my opening line, and I see this dude. <clears throat> this was weird. So, I'm 6'1", and I, I'm not, like, super tall, but I'm usually, like, about the average height. I could probably look over most people. I'm at this party. There's fucking Amazonians, fucking these barbarian people who are, like, 9 feet tall. They weren't. They were, like, maybe 6'5". But still, so many fucking tall people. I'm like, Jesus Christ. And so... This guy walks by me, and I have this whole image in my head of just me talking to him and just saying, Okay, dude, we get it. You're tall. And that would be my opening. But I was like, if I say that, would they? Because this was a different cast of social, of social, a so, different social circle than I'm used to. And uh, the kind of people that I assume, and I don't know, because I didn't talk to anybody because I'm a loser. So I, I, I'm thinking about just saying that as like a funny opener, but I kind of felt like these dudes would like fight me and they would win because if I was in a fight, I would grab my glasses, try and cover it and then just take it. Cause I'm not going to fight. I mean, I can't, I can't win in a fight. I'll hurt my hands. And so I didn't say that, but I wrote that down because I thought it was very hilarious because I wrote, um, <laughs> read this out loud because it's actually pretty funny. It was kind of funny. I mean, it's not that great. And so, okay, so the next note I wrote is, people legit stood in front of me the way you would stand in front of a wall, which I do remember. So I'm, I'm leaning against a wall, right? Or I'm leaning against like a door or some wall of the house. And uh, these people, like, okay, so you're, staying, you're at a party and you stand in front of a wall to talk to people, right? These guys start talking. It's like two guys and a girl. They're talking. They stop right in front of me. The dude is legit like this far away from me. And like, I was sitting there like, wow, I am invisible. <laughs> wow, this is wacky. 
my camera might shut off here in a sec, so just a heads up. And I thought it was so weird. I was like, am I that invisible to people? Really? Like, I mean, I knew I was to girls. Oh, God, now I sound like I'm in high school again. But beside the point, I thought that was hilarious. It's douchey, and fuck those people. But it was it's kind of funny in retrospect because the ultimate wallflower, I'm just sitting here like, what's up, boys? I'm just observing all this. Um, next thing. Um, had to finish a beer because I'd feel bad if I opened a beer and barely sipped it before throwing it away. Which is true. I would have felt bad. Uh, said more of a weed guy. Booze just makes me feel bad. And so I was feeling out of place and not social, so heck it. I'm assuming I hit the, uh, I'm assuming I hit the bong again. Uh, I swear to God if this weed is a fucking indica, because I'm not a fan of indicas, because I don't understand the point of smoking, feeling high for 20 minutes, then falling asleep. I don't really get the point. I'd rather, ooh, because I'm a creative, I'm a writer. Uh, would it be weird if I hit the bong again? Because I feel like it'd be weird or rude or something. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there, you know, my perception of time is a little fucked. It feels like I've been there. It feels like I just, just hit this bong, right? And I clearly didn't because apparently it had been about a half hour and I was afraid I was going to look like I was hogging the bong. And I just finally said, fuck it, I'm going to take another hit in a sec. And this is where I start to get in my existential crisis. And um, I want to laugh, but I do share these feelings with my high counterpart. Uh, <clears throat> so I'll just, I'm not, because it, I'm not going to, I might pair, uh, okay, I'll just read it. I legit feel like the only normal looking person at this party. Am I the normal, am I the most normal, or is it I who is the strange? Because I don't want to say it was a party of fuckboys, but it was more like a party of like frat bros. And I really didn't fit in, because I'm so not that guy. And it was interesting, and I was dressed in, like, button-up shirt and jeans, and everyone else had, like, you know, muscle tees, t-shirts, you know, short-sleeve button-ups, you know, where they cut off, like, here. I hate those shirts. I hate polos. That's what it is. I hate those. I hate polos. Garbage. And they don't... I don't... I don't know. It just screams frat bro to me, and I... It's just... Ugh. So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I think... Am I, like, the most normal person at this party? I wasn't. I was the one standing at a wall, fucking hitting a bong whenever I thought no one was looking. Um, oh god, okay. It's hilarious because around this time, exactly a year ago, I met uh, my ex-girlfriend at a party. I wrote down her name, I'm not gonna say her name, just out of respect, but uh, let's call her Bobby. My girlfriend Bobby. <laughs> uh, yeah, because at exactly that moment, around that time, one year ago, that day, I met uh, a girl that I knew named Bobby, and she broke my heart, but that's beside the point. Uh, I hate the similarities of that, I need more weed. <laughs> and so, that is about where I decided to take my second hit. Because, oh no, he started thinking about his exes again. And we don't like to do that here, because we've made peace with all of them, but eh, sometimes they come back. Sometimes you feel lonely. Uh, need to, note to self, invest in a stizzy. It'll at least give you something to do when you're at a party and you don't want to drink and want to get fucked up. Now, stizzy, for those who don't know, is, um, it looks like a jewel, but it's for weed. So, I think, I gotta be honest, I think that would, that sounds like a terrible fucking idea to just keep sipping on a stizzy, you know? That sounds like a terrible idea. Because you would just get way too high way too fast. I don't understand what the thought process behind that is. Um... And this is where I become self-aware. This is just turning into my ideas for tomorrow's inevitable podcast episode, lol. Um, 
Oh, God. Okay, I'm just gonna... Alright, it gets a little dark. I'm just gonna read it. At this point, I'm pretty high at this party where I don't know anybody. No one's talking to me. I'm not talking to anybody. I'm watching beer pong, I think. Um, no, I think it's official. I was replaced by an android at some point. Yes, I know not actually, but metaphorically. It's a whack feeling is all I'm saying. <laughs> and then I, after that whole... I'm, here's the thing. I think that is a symptom of depersonalization. So I'm, I'm at this party. I'm, I don't know what that actually feels like, but I've heard that that is a symptom. So I'm over here depersonalizing in the corner of this party. Everyone else is having a great time. I'm looking at, there's a bunch of hot girls. They're getting talked to. And I'm over here like, I'm so weird. I don't, I don't like this. And then I wrote, uh, man, I'm going through a whole thing right now. <laughs> Hold on. Man, I'm going through a whole thing right the fuck now. Holy what the fuck. <laughs> I just like the wording on that. Um, oh, well, here I became self-aware again. I just realized that sipping a stizzy at a party instead of a drink, I feel like that would get you way too high way too fast. So, at least I have self-aware there. <clears throat> next call, or next note. Should I just leave? Because at this point, I'm not enjoying myself at all. I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm like, why am I even here? Um, my friend is busy, and I don't want to fucking follow him around, because that would just be weird and depressing. Uh, I'm just standing here. I'm on my phone. It's like, should I just leave? Uh, so I wrote, tough call. On one hand, the actual existential crisis I'm going through, and on the other, free weed and alcohol. And then I put a shrug emoji. Um, oh, God. Oh, God, this is so cringy. Okay, so I'm just going <clears> to... <throat> so here's the thing. I... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like writing. I know the joke is I'm a writer, and I say that because I actually mean the shit I say when I say I'm a writer, but I hate the way I sound because I sound like such a pretentious douche. But I really like writing, and I like structuring characters and stories and all narratives and all that. So, I <clears throat> so in a way, I'm always writing, I'm always writing stories in my head, scripts or screenplays or parts of books or something. <laughs> so, I wrote. I'm just hoping that some indie chick, what am I on about, comes over and points out that I must be lonely because I haven't sipped my beer in almost an hour. But life isn't a movie, and this is why I write. And I think that kind of sums up why I like to write. Life isn't a movie, and this is why I write. And then I wrote a scene. It's not very good, but uh, I kind of run with the idea. I say, guy and girl meet at a party. Uh, obviously better written. Girl, then why do you come to these things? Guy, because at the very least they give me they get me out of the house and give me a chance to steal some weed. Uh, girl, how's it going so far? Guy, got about a gram? There's a beat. Next scene they're smoking in one of their cars. <laughs> so I wrote a whole fucking scene at this party because I was so, so bored, so existential, so depersonalized, so just... Dude, I don't even know it was on a thing. Uh, sitting outside momentarily, gonna try and collect myself. And then I guess I overheard this by the guy putting weed in the, in the bong. He goes, oh yeah, these strains are mostly indicas. And I just wrote, fuck. <laughs> and that explains why I was so groggy the next morning. But that's beside the point. So I think I'm inside now at this point. I'm at a table. Yeah. And so I wrote, there's a notepad and pen on the table. And I'm trying, I'm thinking about maybe writing some stuff. And, um, next note is, uh, 
Would it be too far of a joke to write out a full suicide note and just leave it but not sign it? I think I'm trying to say if I wrote out like a whole dark suicide note and I just left it on the table and then just left the party <laughs> and just saw how people reacted. I wrote, I feel like that would fuck, just fuck with people a lot, or I feel like that would just fuck people up, lol. And then I wrote, left loss instead. In the face of the unknown, loss. And I agree. In the face of the unknown, loss. God damn it. Face of the unknown, loss. And, um... So that was, <laughs> that was kind of the goal there, I guess. I guess that's better than writing a full suicide note. Um... Oh god, now we're getting to the weird introspective shit again. I feel like I'm too much of a weirdo to attract women at this point. Either I wasn't made for this world, or it wasn't made for me. I guess interchangeable, but still. And I get that feeling a lot. I don't really want to dive into it right this second, because I am almost out of, uh, my camera's gonna turn off at a half hour of film recording. Film recording, yep. And so I don't want to get too into it, but I do feel that a lot. I feel like I... I don't want to say, oh man, I'm so weird and random, but I'm not, I really don't think I can attract women anymore because I'm just kind of a weird dude and I'm almost bald, as you can see. I'm getting there, but that's something that I deal with and I'd love to dig into that more at, a, at another uh, juncture. If you guys want to hear more about uh, <laughs> my insecurities, be sure to email the pod at uh, sayitagainpod at gmail.com. Uh, I'll read out the uh, emails. Say what up. Um, I really should leave at this point. This is the next note. I really should just leave at this point. Do I say goodbye? I probably should. Oh my god. Wow. Okay, this gets really dark. I might just paraphrase. Okay. Alright, okay. So what happened was, I said goodbye to Forrest. I said goodbye to my friend. Forrest. His name's Forrest. Who cares? Forrest Gump. I'm sure he's never heard that joke before. Um... <clears throat> And, you know, the rest of it's just a lot of, uh, you know, why am I like this? I'm having a panic attack in my car. I should be better than this. Blah, blah, blah. I related myself to a, um, a script that I wrote in high school. And that was my existential crisis at a party. It was weird. I didn't like it. Um, if that is what depersonalization is, I wasn't a fan. I wasn't a fan of that. And, um, yeah. No, it wasn't a fun time. Uh... Should I end it there? Nah. Well, we'll, well, we'll bring it up a little bit. So let me tell you about the last concert I went to, boys. <clears throat> I talked a little bit about my concert going experiences uh, an episode or two ago. And I went to a concert with a friend of mine, and I'd like to share it now. Concert, um, it was okay. I didn't know the band. It was She Wants Revenge. They're pretty good. They got a couple good songs. And so, we go. Concert starts, well... Okay, so the thing is meant, this bitch is meant to start at like 8, 8.30, something like that. Main band doesn't go on stage until 10.30, which doesn't seem normal, because they had the opening act, and then there was about an hour and a half wait, and then the band came out. And the thing is, when the band came out, they, they like set up all their shit on stage, like, so I think something fucked up backstage, like either they weren't prepared, or something happened backstage, maybe there was an argument, maybe they drank too much, I don't know. I, I have no idea, but that's kind of what I'm thinking. So they're up there, they set up all their shit, it takes an, it's an uncomfortable 20-30 minutes of them setting up their stuff. Because they come out, everyone's like, yeah! Yeah, they're gonna play, finally! And then they just, 
set up the guitars, make sure the sound is all good, all that stuff. You know, the stuff that should have been done, like, before the show starts, but again, maybe something happened, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not God. I don't know everything. So they come out, set up all their shit, finally start the concert, and they look hungover, if I'm being honest. Like, they look like they're not really excited to be there, and maybe that's the brand, or, you know, they're performing in Fresno, so I can't really blame them, <laughs> because Fresno sucks dick. But they, there was something off, and I feel like something may have happened backstage. That's what um, required the whole hour and a half late, half, 20, 30 minute awkward setup. I just feel like something maybe went goofy in the back. <clears throat> and then concert starts, music's pretty good, it's nice and loud, you know, it's like a total indie movie moment where you're in this uh, shitty bar watching these people play, there's like a big crowd. And lo and behold, it's a dead fucking crowd. This is one of my pet peeves I told you guys about in that one episode. Dead crowd, no one moved, except for my friend and me. We were just jumping around. She was more excited than I was, you know, because she loves the band. And uh, I'm, I'm looking around like no one else is fucking moving. No one. And um, yeah, and at the end of the concert, during their their big final song, which is pretty good, it's called Tear You Apart. I believe it was in a episode of American Horror Story. That's what I was told. It's pretty solid. Um, this bitch jumps on stage and she rushes the stage and jumps on stage and dances and they have to push her off. They push her off, security grabs her, they push, they kick her out, which is the right move because everyone hated it. <laughs> everyone hated it. She was the only one having a good time and if she had any friends there, I'm sure they thought it was cool too, but I'm Everyone's sitting there like, boo, get off the stage, <laughs> like during their best song. And it sucked. And um, even the band, okay, well, the band was cool. It's not like they were dicks. I'm trying to, I'm kind of making them sound like dicks. But it's not like they were assholes or anything. They say, hey, that, she fucked it up. Let's do the, uh, let's do the chorus like three more times. And we're like, yes, let's just fucking go. And then there was, a, they raged, finally. The crowd woke up. And then the concert was over. So in my mind, I kind of feel like you should open your concerts with the songs that people know or at least one you know if you have two or three big hits start with one and then end with one because in the beginning that gets people pumped up you know that's my thought um the one note that i wrote down that i'm going to end this episode on is uh psa to everyone stop filming concerts on your phones and i fucking agree if you do that like okay you film a little bit of one song or you film one entire song no. If you're filming one part of a song, cool. You know, you're like, hey, I was here, they're really good, here's a bit of the concert, whatever. If you film a little bit more of another song, you know, you film periodically throughout the night, you just film little little quick things because you like them or you like what's going on on stage. That's cool. But if you're recording the entire fucking concert on your phone, holding it up, blocking people's views with your brightness on full blast, you should probably get the death penalty because you're missing the point of a concert. The point of a concert is to live in the moment, to live in the moment, to experience it. And filming it is going to sound terrible. It's going to look fucking terrible. Who's going to... Why the fuck would you film an entire concert? Why would you film an entire concert on your phone? So you can look back and be like, ooh, it's raining. <laughs> so you could sit back and look on your phone the next day and be like, ooh, I remember this part. That was cool. Fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck that noise. If you do that, stop. Stop, because it's bad. It's bad for everybody. I hate it. Everyone else hates it. The people performing hate it. Because every concert I've been to, there's always been one asshole who's just holding their phone, you know, just like this. Yes! Yes, dude, get it!
it sucks. There was this one concert I went to with a buddy of mine who doesn't talk to me anymore. He, um, the uh, singer's like, who was it? Um, it's Ryan Caravio. Ryan Caravio. He's a good, uh, good hip-hop artist. Check him out. Um, we were at the, it was like in a bar with like a big um, performance space. It's a cool place. Uh, I don't remember what it's called off the top of my head, but it's in Sacramento and it's bomb. And there's this guy who filmed literally the entire concert on his phone and he was like in the front. He was like maybe, okay, so it's like there's the stage, there's a person, there's this dude. And he's holding it over the person, you know, filming this, filming this motherfucker. And so, obviously, I filmed him on Snapchat, and I got him a bunch of times. If I can find the video, I'll put it up here. Um, if I can find it, I don't know where it is. It's probably in my Snapchat somewhere. This fool filmed the entire concert, and I can't for the life of me pass the logic. It wasn't even like a live stream. Like, I mean, if it was a live stream, I guess I could kind of get it, but... Well, no, no, I couldn't. Why would the fuck would you live stream a concert? Because it looks bad, it sounds bad. By the way, pro tip, if you want your concert videos to not sound bad, cover your speaker. Like, you know, I have an iPhone 8, so, you know, you're filming, you cover this. It makes it sound slightly better. Just a pro tip, since you fuckers are going to keep filming concerts anyway. Um, I guess that kind of brings me up to my point about what annoys me is that a lot of bands don't have full concerts, like, filmed. Fuck, I'll pay for a full concert just to watch it. If it's filmed professionally, fuck, I'll, I'll pay for that. I'll pay, like, five bucks. Naked Famous did that, and they did it for free. Hmm. No, they, they, that was really good. Matt and Kim did it too. And yet, there's still people filming concerts, and I hate it. So stop. You know, you can film a little bit in the beginning. You can film part of the first song. Part of, you get two cool parts in the concert. You get to film two cool parts in the concert. And then if you want to film the end, knock yourself out. But, guys, just sit, just stand and dance and scream and laugh and experience it all in the moment that's that's my lesson fuck it yeah i found a lesson in this in in between talking about movies and uh, depression and anxiety it's, live in the moment don't put it on your phone there's this great matt and kim lyric that goes uh, no time for cameras we'll use our eyes instead and i think that's the song we're going to be ending the episode on hopefully youtube doesn't cuck me with copyright anyway i gotta get going because my battery's almost dead i got sh a lot of shit to do today we're leaving tomorrow we're leaving in exactly oh 10 hours, I think. So, I'm stoked. I'm ready to get this filming done. I'm ready to be done filming this and just be able to put it all together and make a great product for everyone to see. And hopefully you guys like it. Um, I'm gonna, should I put the uh, the trailer? No, I'll, I'll, I'll put it on the next episode. I'll put it on the episode after tour. I'll, I'll put the trailer that I have um, on then. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. So, uh, for, thank you guys for joining me. I, I really appreciate any of the support and listen, listenership that I get. Uh, as always, at the pie boy on everything, that'll be there-ish. Say it again, pod at gmail.com. Hit me up. Say what's up. I'll read your email on the podcast. Uh, say, I'll give you terrible advice. We'll talk about anxiety and depression. I actually have a question. If you are interested in um, helping a boy out, is that depersonalization? Did I depersonalize at this fucking party? Didn't feel like I was there. Didn't I felt like I was like a fucking robot. I'm like, am I is am I I feel so out of place. I don't know. Is that just me overthinking or is that actual depersonalization? I might look into it. Anyway, guys, I appreciate you very much. I'm probably blocking the um handles. So, anyway, be sure to rate and review the podcast on iTunes. 
Uh, I've seen you guys doing it a little bit. Appreciate it. If you haven't already, you know, toss a, toss a rating on there. Good or bad. Yeah, fuck, if you hate me, there's your chance to get it out. One star, tiny dick, bad in bed. So, if you guys want to do that, it really helps me out. Uh, subscribe on uh, iTunes, uh, YouTube. I'm saying this, but I'm in sarcastically, but I mean it just because I hate saying it. But hey, if you guys, if you guys like what I do, subscribe and tell your friends. You know the drill. Anyway, thank you so much for joining me, and I hope to see you again next week when we say it again.